0: Hey All folks, right. welcome to another edition of WPOV Quarantine. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and this is our end of the year celebration. We have our regular uh, co-hosts. We got over here the gentleman, Elio Canella. Great to be here. That's Canella, not Canellas. And his so- who you ad- talk to. his adoptive father, uh, the lone <laughs> wolf Andy Anderson.
1: Pleasure as always.
0: Hey, if you're giving out allowance, you can adopt me too. Uh <laughs> joining in from WPOV wrestling uh, host with the toast oh and look at that he's got something most over there we're talking about rick serrano the 3rd and oh hey. sorry rick serrano the third yes yeah. uh. <laughs> hey people yeah this is kind of i feel really weird about this because the boxes they're probably different but in my thing i've got the turd on top and i've got the winner on the bottom
1: of this uh, <laughs> last uh, wpov well, points game sometimes when well. you're the champ sometimes when you're the champ and you're the top you got to throw everybody else on top of your shoulders to help yes. bring them up and carry the show so you know
0: just like Andy has spent his career carrying companies, he's now carrying this show.
2: <laughs> well, Love technically, Andy. if you're on the bottom, you're carrying everybody. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to give up uh, ever not winning, are you? <laughs> I'm the first ever Grand Slam champion, man. Mute him, please. Mute him. If he talks <laughs> that crap one more time in this thing, you mute his ass, Elio. <laughs> now, this is kind of interesting because WPV – Global here, we've only been around two years. We've just celebrated our second year. And uh, the last two years, uh, WPOV Wrestling has done a fan of the year. And I just thought it would be wacky if I had on the, the, the last year's recipient and this year's recipient. The top fans, join us to talk about AEW. First of all, the first year winner, Clay Cummings. Clay, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Now we need to give you some kind of like uh, radio uh, podcast crazy name. So how about Kung Fu Clay? No, no,
2: no, no, no. Clay Cummings knows his nickname. Go ahead, Clay, hit him with it. Clay, the fifty-dollar
0: man. Come on, the fifty-dollar man. Fifty-dollar man, man, the original. I know some (laughs) girls who go by that, and they're always in
1: (laughs) trouble. Wait, there are girls that are fifty-dollar men. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> this is,
0: it's all bangkok boys it's all thailand all right <laughs> and
1: this year's recipient never 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 let t james logan set you up with the dates yes never
0: it's Damn always surprise man. after no. surprise um anyhow <laughs> and this year's recipient josh sanders welcome aboard josh
3: hey thank you
0: now does josh have a crazy nickname uh annoying edge fan Ooh. oh
3: oh do you want to counter and give your own, uh, Josh? Or do I have to Well, come I'm up glad we're it? not doing uh, names off of gifts, because uh, when I won, they sent me a DVD of Penis Party.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it's probably yeah. better
0: than me. In this day and age, I was going to th- maybe we'd throw on some dreads and we'd call you Jamaican, Josh. But eh,
4: I
3: don't mm, want to so He's called here. me uh, Colonel Sanders a few times, I've heard. There you just because I'm from Kentucky, and my last name is Sanders.
0: Oh, do you have an accent? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Arnold Andy, Sanders, it is. Andy, because, <laughs> Andy, because you have been doing the Christmas theme thing almost, and then now we get on here and you're not. All right, well, Christmas I, is think, over. For you, I did a late Christmas edition, and Night. I wore <laughs> the Star Wars Christmas editions.
1: All right, I actually just—I uh, was catching a little bit of Revenge of the Sith was on right now, so right before we came, right before I came on here, that's what I was watching.
0: That is so weird. Not the movie uh, isn't. That's just okay. Anyhow, guys, <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's been a it's been a tremendous year. And I just want to say, you know what? Elio, he's been with me since what, episode ten? Six. Six? Holy smoke. So he's been there like almost a hundred episodes with me. And he joined us this year, and uh it's just rounded out great. And we started quarantine. Quarantine has been really fun, and we like the fans. You know, you guys have given us great feedback, and uh that's why this week I want to show something i'm going to give a gift of sorts to our two winners of last year and this year and i'm going to let them think about it because it's kind of a choose me kind of gift okay so you guys are going to t- think about it and at the end of the show before we go you're going to tell me what it is exactly okay so clay josh what are we going to do this year is my gift for each of you is because you guys watch quarantine and you guys have been fans of all this thing I'm going to let you pick a topic that you want us to either do, revisit, whatever, whatever topic that's dear to you that it's a topic you want to hear about. We are not only going to do an episode of that in in weeks down the road, but also I will have each of you on your episode with us. And I can't guarantee who the guests are. I mean, sometimes we get some crazy big ones, sometimes we get some up and comers, but you guys will be able to sit on in that episode and talk about the thing you like with the rest of us. Okay. So you guys tell me at the end of the episode, what is an episode you guys each want to do that you would like to hear again? It doesn't matter if we've done it because we've learned that met multiple guests that we revisited certain things over and over. And they're always different and fresh with different guests. So this will be your guys' chance to talk about that. And we want to thank you from all of us at the WPOV family. Absolutely. For just weighing in, for being part of the crowd, and uh, that's that's also an incentive for any of you fans listening to this. Come on, guys, rise up! these two. Do, these two. Do gentlemen I get are going, a choice? Or oh, no? you got something, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, Rick around III, the third. If you could have a choice, except I am not doing a natural disasters. Effing <laughs> ah, ah, ah um, damn! It. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a choice, what would your choice be, Rick? Um, oh, you would really probably, want to talk
2: about? I would probably focus on the Attitude Era. Um and no, and how yeah. it came to be and how long it lasted, you know, and how um,
0: shitty it really was. Yeah, I can do that. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with that too. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it brought us some of the biggest names in wrestling, so I think that would be a great episode to discuss.
0: Sounds good to me, and I know I won't even ask Andy because me and him would just be revisiting A-D-A-A-W-A.
1: AWL. Hey, 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 that's very Canadian of you. Hey, hey. hey. AWA hey. Would be totally you what know what I view. just
2: realized? I just What's realized that? we finally evened out this fucking USA versus Canada thing. I got me some Southern boys here. Got me an <laughs> Indiana boy and a <laughs> Kentucky boy. And you got your New York reeking over
0: here. And we're ready to go.
1: All right? Yeah, you, you, reek, you reek all right all the way from over there. <laughs> and and, and it, isn't it?
0: I, I don't know, hasn't always been in American history that the North versus South, so I don't really know hey, if you have hey. allies here. Because <laughs> New Yorkers, I always remember that commercial. Where'd you try that chili? Oh, from the new chef. Where's he from? New York City. New York City! And they'd all just hate him. This is awesome. Uh, you guys get commercials in the States? <laughs> everybody loves New York. Okay, boys. <laughs> to kick him out now. All right. <laughs> Elio, well. I don't know. I, I would even be afraid to ask what Elio would ask for if he could do a, an episode. Um, <laughs> no, Don't even think about it, Elio. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on today. Today, we're going to do a very AEW eccentric show. We're going to talk about uh, our choices for the top wrestlers, teams, etc. And first of all, I want to ask our two super fans here. Uh, first, we'll start off with Clay. Clay, you've been watching Dynamite. Is it something, first of all, do you watch it or do you watch NXT when it comes on, when they're head-to-head? Which one do you watch first? You know, the big thing is with that, I will uh, eventually turn on
5: NXT first and kind of go, you know, back and forth. Okay. But the good part of that is where I record AEW and NXT. So that Mm -hmm. way, if I miss something, I can go back, watch the full episode, and, and then the same night, I'll be able to watch both shows. But honestly, in the first time, I'll turn to NXT. Okay.
1: So NXT, it's like NXT is like your default
0: setting. Okay. <laughs> right, basically, yes. And the question I got to ask, since I have two American fans on, we have no clue, and I want you to be honest, Clay, picture in picture.
1: Do you, is it, oh, do you totally it. hate it? Or are you like- There you I go, hate good it. man. okay, I okay.
0: Hate it.
5: It's just, it takes, like you guys have said earlier, it takes it completely out of the match. It goes mm-hmm. right in the middle. And it just ruins the whole damn match itself. Okay. And it's like, I fast forward through pitcher to pitcher every single time. All right. I mean, I know AEW does it more, but then mm-hmm. NXT is starting to do it. And it's
0: like, come on. It just, no.
6: <laughs>
5: I Fair, enough. It so
0: much. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Josh, what is your default? Is it AEW or is it NXT when they're on?
3: I'm first watching NXT, and then right after it goes off, I watch AEW. All right.
0: And what about picture in picture?
3: Picture in picture? Yeah, not
0: a a fan. I'm so curious because we had a poll and there was like, what was it, Rick? Like 30% of the people actually said they enjoyed the picture in picture. Yep. So I get it. (laughs) And I got to get it though. Maybe it's a younger thing because when I was a kid, I would like watch, I'd be up three in the morning watching any kind of wrestling. So yeah. I could understand maybe if you have a better attention span, maybe I just don't anymore, but I just can't handle. I try guys because of the show when it goes to picture picture, I really try and watch it, but it's like 10 seconds in. I'm like, Oh, what are they selling? Oh, that sucks.
3: <laughs> yeah, you end up watching just one side more than the other. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to start off with, we're going to go backwards on the list I have. And, uh, Let's start off with Tag Team of the Year. I'm going to go around in a circle, okay, because I have a preset circle. We all probably have different boxes or whatever. Um, I'm going to go around my circle. Everybody just talk a little bit about the tag team that they picked, okay, and uh, why. And we'll start off with Josh Sanders. Josh, who was your pick for Tag Team of the Year and why?
3: I picked the Young Bucks. I mean, I know they super kicked to death, but when I watch Dynamite, it's always like their tag team matches are – what really stood out to me and omega and page they were great but they hardly ever wrestled and mm-hmm. sometimes you wonder if they were even still a tag team
0: mm-hmm. okay and i gotta ask you then do you see any tag team right now and i'm not saying like maybe they could do become better maybe they could do this but right now the way things sit who do you think is a tag team that you, we should really keep our eye on this year
3: mm. Them nineteen year old boys that are real young. Uh, what's what are the, what's their name again? Conflict. Conflict. Conflict.
5: Conflict.
3: Yes, yes, because they they do some crazy acrobatic stuff, and they just got to learn their itch and find out what their fans are really expecting them to, you know, be. And I think they got a lot of potential.
0: All right, all right. Let's move over to Clay Cummings. Clay. Well, for tag team of the year, I
5: had Omega and Paige. Just throughout mm-hmm. the whole year, they pretty much dominated the tag team division, had decent matches. I agree mm-hmm. with Josh, and they really didn't, you know, have many tag team title matches or that, you know, on AEW, but for the most part of the year, they carried that division, so I just had to go with Omega and Page.
0: All right. And uh, same question to you. Is there a tag team that you personally think people should be keeping an eye on?
5: Man, you know, I'm very impressed with Top Boy. I got to say for as young as they are and doing the stuff they're doing now, I just feel like the sky's the limit for them and hope for the best for top flight. All right. Okay. Moving
0: over to Rick's round of the third.
2: You know, for me, I I think it's FTR. Honestly, I think Mm -hmm. FTR who was named the number one tag team in the world, um, I honestly think they, <laughs>
0: sorry, <laughs> by pro wrestling, yeah, I'm, glad I I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. Cause we know how important that is. Okay. Sorry. Um,
2: but, uh, it is, uh, I think once they came to AEW, they really elevated that tag team division. They put the pressure on these tag teams to become better. Uh, <laughs> AEW already had a solid foundation. I think they just elevated it to another level. So for me, it's FTR And uh, upcoming tag team, I have to say it, it's top flight. I think Mm -hmm. they're one of the best tag teams out there right now. Um, They remind me of of the Hardy Boys when they first started. Mm -hmm. Everybody was all over them because of the acrobatics and what they can do. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully they continue working on their craft and they don't sell out and they uh, give up on it. Just keep working and busting your ass and you'll be on the top sooner rather than later.
0: All
1: right. Andy. Andy. Uh, tag Team of the Year, I went with Paige and Omega, just, mm-hmm. you know, champs most of the year. Uh, I don't know, like, it, it, you know, guys are saying that they didn't fight a lot. But, I mean, to me, it seemed like they were they're were wrestling on a regular basis. I don't know. I mean, what was, what was their record? Because, I mean, records are so important. Do we know what their <laughs> yeah. record is? Uh
0: the, the actual thing about them was uh, they didn't wrestle as much as they should but they also didn't wrestle a total minimum they were sort of in the middle with it yeah, yeah. and they saved them a lot for pay-per-views and stuff like that so yeah
1: but I, I enjoyed their i enjoyed their work as a tag team uh, mm-hmm. i enjoyed their you know the little bit of dissension that they they had i mean uh don't get me wrong i'm always one for seeing a well oiled a finely tuned machine as far as tag teams go but uh you know kind of having the a little bit of issues, especially in today's society. I mean, that's, you know, no relationship is perfect. So, uh, I like that that was kind of there to have fun with Mm -hmm. and uh, FTR would have been a close one for me, just with Mm -hmm. them coming in late. Uh, Yeah, that was why I kind of didn't go with them and not A big fan of the Young Bucks, so personal reasons otherwise. Really,
0: I would never have guessed, uh, but go on. You know, <laughs> even,
1: just in case, of, you know, in case we have like first time listeners uh, listening to yeah. our, our year end show, yeah. So, uh, Omega and Paige were my picks for AEW tag team of the year.
0: Okay. okay. And uh, do you have anybody that you think is a team that really keep our eyes on?
1: I'd really like to try and pick somebody else besides Top Flight, and that's not enough. acclaimed. <laughs> uh, you know what? Although, you know what? I give them credit. that like, I think we talked about this, too. Their, their rapping wasn't too bad on that last episode, oh, but unfortunately, God. you need a, little more, you need a little more. Love the video. Yeah, the video was, was fun. The video was fun. Uh, but Top Flight, and kind of going to like, you know, things that Rick said, but to me, it's, you know, and re- okay, they got the acrobatic stuff down, now, let's see you guys work. Let's see you slow down. Let's see a yep. bit more storytelling. Let's work on that stuff. And that's Sorry, that team.
0: was from what team did you say that For was? Top it? Flight. Oh, Top Flight. Okay, sorry. Yeah, see, there's,
1: there's so many tag teams that are like that. It's hard to, you know, they're kind of all the same that way. All right. Jurassic Express. It?
0: Now, I really thought you were a fan of uh, Sonny Kiss and Joy Janela.
1: Okay, anyways, <laughs> moving on, Elio. You know, if they would have had more tag team matches. Uh-huh. They still would suck hard. They still okay. Would <laughs> suck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I went with Edge and Omega because um, two guys that were just put together as a team, they made it work. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had like, I- great,
0: they had great matches. All right, and uh, who do you see as a team that's kind of uh, take a look at on the uprise?
4: The guy everyone already said that so I'm going. I, I went with Tom Flight. You're going to do- okay, fine. Just because I can't. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, know it's fair it's fair you know, you know what, what? Can, I, can i rescind mine and, and go with somebody else just to be different
0: by all means focus on a team
1: butcher and the blade <laughs> what if you try a credible team mm-hmm. no, but <laughs> I really, to won one match in the last eight months. but yeah but you know what <laughs> but in the last the last couple weeks that's mm-hmm. the thing yeah, though like the right. like team keeping and the last couple weeks the booking had improved. They got a win. They were looking better. Yeah. The single stuff was, you know, uh, Butcher in the, in the single. Who did he just work in the singles match?
0: Uh, the greasy Hi. little midget guy. Pack.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that is somebody. And not just, you know, you're saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, they've been booked like crap all year. And I'm not yeah. going to dispute that. Yeah. But we saw a little glimmer of light there. And for me, more so than top flight, yeah. that's who I would like to see have mm-hmm. a good 2021 okay okay fair enough because we've said all we've said all yeah yeah, we've said all year it's like man like why aren't these guys getting wins these guys are a consistent tag team they're a solid tag team they have a good look Mm -hmm. why aren't they getting anything true so 2021 i want to see these guys get something
0: now this for me to come across tag team of the year this is like super sweet not only do i have rick sarano the third on this show but there was a tag team I talked about all year, and all he did was, I don't see it. No one likes it. You're crazy. And yet, almost everybody said, Omega and Paige. Just like I said every week when I uh, say, check out the magic. Ah, they're terrible. I don't like So they're they not do not a win. tag team. They're not cohesive. Well, they, well, they want to build a lot of tag They don't look, a they don't look right teams. together. They really Thank don't. You. They, they, Thank you. Thank you, They look like two opposite people. Right, because that's never happened in professional. Yeah, life. never happened in
2: <laughs> No, but that's not. But that doesn't mean anything. Just because it's never. Just because it's happened before. Rick, that's Rick, just,
3: they were champions. I, Give it up. They're that's, that's I want to see Paige with somebody like James Storm.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh,
3: like a
0: cowboy thing going on. Exactly. It has to be. Oh, yeah, don't it get better.
1: me. Don't get me started on this whole thing about Adam Page and the cowboy thing.
0: Oh no! Don't do not no. <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, Just he, he, wears, he wears fancy country and western shirts. He's in jeans and he's rode in on a horse twice. He's a cowboy. He do you guys know what he really,
0: Andy, do you know what he really is? Do you know I his job he,
1: I don't think he knows what he is.
0: No, do you know what his job was before he became a professional
1: wrestler? Was he a cowboy? Was he nope. a, bull, a bull rider or something? No. Nope. Did, did he work in a uh, men's store? A bartender?
0: No. Nope. Does anyone know? Except a He was a high school teacher. Oh, yes, he taught
1: high school before he became good. So...
5: And as much as he portrays alcohol, I couldn't
1: see that coming. From <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I got to say, I, I I really did enjoy it because when they started wrestling, yeah, I think <clears throat> for me that's what, what's worked is because they weren't, um, you know, a cohesive looking team. They brought two different elements and they meshed their moves together. You'd find a lot of their like, I mean. They did the V-trigger and the clothesline as they're finished together at the same time. They're two major moves. I kind of like that. I thought they were very dominant for the year, despite the fact we may not have seen them as much as we could have. Now, when it comes to tag teams, my first thought is the dream tag team that everyone wants to see. Tully Blanchard or Marco Stunt. But yeah. I'm not sure if that's really going to happen. So Wait,
1: <laughs> it, it, It's Sting and Darby Allin.
0: Thinking, oh God, no, I like turtles, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um I thought about this long and hard. Uh, Top flight's an easy pick. That's for sure. And uh, the acclaimed, you know what? The first year, the first match I was about to write those guys off. Uh, they have some fundamentals, you know, they have some stuff going on. They do have some storytelling. They do have the potential to do much. Uh, but I've, as much as I was walking along with it, uh, I think a team to watch out for is Butcher and the Blade because we've learned uh, it just takes the booker to turn around now and decide this person's hot this month. And these two guys have the look and they have the talent to carry that a long ways. And how about um, uh, Silver and Reynolds? I do not think that they are going to be anything more than mid-card guys just because the size just really kills them. I mean, AEW guys are small to begin with, but Silver is like a midget. Let's go with...
2: Evil Uno and his partner was, was Grayson, his, two Grayson. Grayson. That's yeah. another great, formidable tag team.
0: Guys, yeah. weigh in. Do you guys think they're a great tag team? Be honest. I'm kind of on the fence because they look like shit, but then when they work, Uno can really get some stuff going. And Grayson is just, I don't know why he hasn't wrestled forever, but that dude can really move. So let's go a thumbs up, thumbs down. What you think about Dark um, Uno and
3: Grayson? Yes, the wrestling's there, but
1: uh, yeah, I mean promos more. I'd like to see more storytelling.
0: Yeah, okay. That's
1: fair. All right. And 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 just because you brought him up, like, and again for regular listeners, yeah. for me, I'd like to see John Silver have a singles run.
0: Yes, I would, but it's you know it's going to be like a mid card thing, right? Like, the oh yeah, I'm not yeah. expecting
1: him to to headline a pay per view, but for for the work, the effort, uh, you know, the the talent, the charisma that's there. You know, I I'd rather watch him over at Orange Cassidy any day. What's what, Jack about Sir, what about Hager? What about, sorry who?
3: Is it Jack Hager, the guy that used to be with WWE, the WWE? Jake Hager. The Jake, yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake Hager. Hager. Yeah. What's what's he doing? I mean, he they brought him there for what?
0: Uh to look good because he's still competing in Bellator, so they yeah he's still doing. They the can't MMA, really so. let him wrestle too much because he he has contracts with Bellator. So all right. Uh, he, hmm. Sorry, <laughs> Alex Reynolds that's his name the other guy right yeah yeah, yeah. uh you know he, he didn't do anything till he got knocked out in that one episode and then the last couple matches they've let him work and it's like i have been vastly surprised at how good that dude is like wow why didn't they let him before you know i guess he just needs a little more personality what do you guys think about scu are they done Oof. or do they still have some run in them because <laughs> it looks like they're repackaged them on dark right now Uh, to to try and make a thing so we're gonna go through some tag teams really quick thumbs up thumbs down okay uh scu okay um what are those dudes uh jack evans and uh, hyper tooth and yeah
3: no they're not even rememberable
0: okay um (laughs) lord help me with this one uh luther and
6: sorry, oh <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: okay. Hey, in now. AEW, I give it to them, they're making a lot of tag teams. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of them just
1: don't look they're, like the actual they're doing, tag teams. they're doing quantity instead of quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yes.
0: so then let's see, you guys acclaimed.
3: Yeah, I'll give them a thumbs up, I'll give them a shot this year. Okay, yeah,
0: give you both thumbs up. and this is the most controversial one because uh, we didn't really mention them too much, but let's talk Young Bucks.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the Young Bucks. I mean, they entertain me.
0: <laughs> no vote over on Andy's side. <laughs> uh, Elio, I don't see a thumb. Did, was it up or down? I did Okay, Andy, I think of stains because he's not a fan <laughs> of the Young Bucks <laughs> Unfair question for him. Sorry about that. All right. Let's move on to the next. um, Well, wait. We got to do. What was the actual? Yeah. What was the announcement, Rick? Who actually won? The winner of the
2: Wrestling POB Global Tag Team of the Year is Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Congratulations, guys.
0: Congratulations, guys. If uh, Adam Page can sober up, maybe he can come pick up his side of the award.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. I think this one is going to be an interesting one. All right, and I'm going to switch around now. Botch of the year, and we'll start <laughs> off with uh, we'll start off with Elio. Elio, what was your botch uh, okay, of the year? Okay, uh, send, send me Guevara's uh, chair shot to, to Matt Hardy. Oof. Okay, and why that one so bad?
4: Uh, that one, like, um, I just feel like uh, he was in the match. He the chair was right there, and I don't know he he must have forgot which one to pick up, and just the way he threw it and the way it hit Matt Hardy in the head.
0: Okay, yes. Now I do know that there was two things that went wrong here. One, first of all, the gimmick chair wasn't there. Yep. They were supposed to have a gimmick chair for him that wouldn't have been so heavy and stuff. Somebody forgot to put it out. So he grabbed the first chair he could. But then he did a pretty stupid mistake, as most wrestlers would tell you, which way to hit somebody with a chair or throw it at them. You don't throw them at him that way, because that's really dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, pretty bad botch of the I year. As
4: soon as Hardy and the camera just panted, facing his face, you see all the blood?
0: Yeah, that was, yeah, uh, that was, e. was e. pretty something Yeah. All right, Rick?
2: Uh, for me, it's definitely Matt Seidel in that uh, <laughs> uh, Battle Royal. <laughs> when he tried to do his shooting star press, and he just botched it, slipped off the top rope, and I don't think we've heard from Matt Seidel since. It's He's on been... dark. <laughs> it's been that bad. He slipped into
1: dark. That's what happened. He uh, slipped into yeah. dark.
0: <laughs> and then You're isn't like the he, last – Sorry,
1: isn't he? Isn't he fighting Cody this week on Dynamite?
0: I think he is. I think he is.
1: That was part of our big, our go big show.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And now I laugh because I always think of uh, Jesse Ventura when when somebody asked him, and I always use this term when I think of near the end. He they asked him uh, what he thought the AWA was up to back in '84, and he said it was pretty much the last swirl of the toilet before it hits the (laughs) the thing. So that's how that's how dark is almost. If you're not a new upcoming team. Or a new upcoming wrestler, <laughs> dark is the last swirl of your career. So God, I hope SCU pulls out of this. Alrighty, Josh, watch of the year.
3: Uh, Y2J's legacy. No, actually, I'm not going to make that. Goes <laughs> oh, <laughs> political.
0: Nice,
3: <laughs> damn. Um, I went with Sean Spears cracking Cody Rhodes in the head.
0: Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty ridiculous, and. I don't think it was meant... that He he really did take a, uh, a bad hit, and it was not planned out that way either. Okay, that's fair. All right, uh, Andy.
1: Well, for any regular listener, mm-hmm. you would know that my pick for AEW Botch of the Year would be their audio and television production.
0: <laughs> Ooh, okay. Did not see that. That was a good swerve. Okay.
1: But honestly, but... You know, for week in, week out. And again, I'll make this point because I make it every single time. Something Mm -hmm. like this does not happen on WWE. If it happens, it happens fast, it gets fixed, and that's it. For this to be a reoccurring thing on a national television show that's supposed to be competing with WWE, to me, is inexcusable. And the fact that it's happened on a consistent basis, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you let that slip.
0: So if it happens every week, is it still a botch?
1: it's yeah absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. or is that just
0: gross or is that just gross negligence of your work like come on maybe a little column A a little
1: column B but that's to me in the I mean we have it in the book and then I think there was like you know there was like one or two weeks where it seemed fine we and I think did we actually take it out of the book or or we we kind of left it in we left it in yeah and for good reason reason. because it came back yep it didn't happen on last week's episode because it was all taped Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but other than that anytime they do a live episode (laughs)
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, the leaves clay.
5: I would have to agree with Elio and mm-hmm. say that the botch of the year with me was Sammy Gavard, uh hitting Matt Hardy with that chair. Mm-hmm. I get it. Things happen. I get it. It's like really fast movement, but, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you hit him that hard with the chair, obviously that happens, but the wrong mm-hmm. chair makes a bad impact on somebody, especially like Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. who would probably kick his ass in the back for that.
0: I agree. I agree. Now, yeah. the only reason I picked this as the botch of the year and the reason I think it should have should win as botch of the year is when Matt Hardy uh, came tumbling off that uh, cherry picker, right? That made, like, crazy internet buzz everywhere. People were up in arms about... Uh, of like Tony Khan allowing this sort of spot to even happen. Why would this be even allowed to attempt something so dangerous without mats, without protection? And there was so much buzz going over this. All these other things were horrible. Yeah, the Sammy Guevara thing. Every other thing was horrible. But this one, I remember for two days, uh, the internet blowing up for the wrestling community about this. It was like total outrageous. Like people just could not believe this was even attempted. You know what I mean? So that would be my my botch of the year. Uh, Rick.
2: All right. So the winner of the botch of the year award for wrestling POV global is Sammy Guevara's chair shot to the head of Matt Hardy. Um, Listen, man, I don't even think this is an award you want, but if you want to come on the show, Sammy, you're welcome to come on the show and pick it up.
3: Don't bring a chair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And Matt, if you're feeling pissy, you can come pick it up instead.
5: Thank you. I mean, there were two people involved. Yes, but, but TJ I am glad you brought that up about the forklift issue mm-hmm. like that was my second botch of the year with that
0: like that was just it was just unconce- was, inconceivable that they even think of doing this
5: there was no reason for it like I understand it be kind of cool up on the forklift you know that's yeah. really neat but what was the reason yeah, there I, was no there was nothing like you're reaching for a belt or something like that. I also hate that how they compare Sammy Guevara to Eddie Guerrero. Thank you all, <laughs> all the time. Like yeah. hey, Eddie is my boy, Latino he. <laughs> and when they say that they compare Eddie to Sammy, it's like don't it's like don't you dare even get close to that. Like Sammy has got he's that not anymore. even
3: a chavo. He's not
0: uh, Chavo Sr. Right right <laughs> remember when he was anyways. Um there's
3: oh, it makes me
0: sick every time I hear that. Well, and... and another thing about that cherry picker thing, guys. Do you guys remember when this happened in the match? I mean, it wasn't even like the conclusion. It wasn't even a hot it was like two minutes into the match, they decide to do the spot that should usually kill someone or take them out. Right. But that was only like one third of the way through the entire match. So the whole thing to me was just dumb. And
2: Rick, Let me just say this. The wrestling POV awards, we focus on WWE and our botch of the year had mm-hmm. Bill Goldberg not being able to jackhammer the fiend. We had Rey Mysterio slipping on the ropes. We had like things like that. Not and really hurting look, people. Yeah. yeah, not really hurting people. And AEW, they got two major botches and I'm just like, what the, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like you're really going to kill somebody doing these things. And it's just something that should be considered that you shouldn't be blowing up your your wrestlers to have your fan base go crazy. Like that's some indie shit, you know. That's like you shouldn't be doing that on a major network.
3: Yeah, it made it look very indie.
1: And and it's like
3: I was muted. That's indie shit.
1: That is. And like Clay said, like it was nothing that added to the match. It, it wasn't yeah. anything that helped. And that you know, and that's where we talk about storytelling. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing to that that make make or break the story. And, why? It's just there.
0: And just think of this too, guys. I don't know about you. Like I saw the blood. Okay, and that's why I'm just kind of arguing slightly over the winner here. The blood. It was terrible. Yeah. But do you remember when Matt was getting up? and You could tell that this guy had been rocked senseless, and he was trying to stand yeah. up and walk, yeah. and it was like painful. It was like, holy crap! Somebody stop this. That guy is seriously hurt. That was no acting. Yeah, was I a, he had a skull fracture. Yeah, and his wife was pissed. Well, I don't blame her. That was heartbreaking. My wife was watching, going, "What is? Why? Why is this happening?" You know, like so. Okay, I, st- I still don't quite agree that the other one, the chair shot, was worse, but listen sammy it's got vote the award regardless yeah <laughs> what does that tell you sammy Guevara? get your shit together pal all right <laughs> moving on to the next one comeback of the year all right comeback of the year let's start off with andy andy who is the comeback all of right. the year for you this year
1: i i kind of went off in a different direction with this one because no kidding i'm gonna debate where uh some of you might say otherwise okay but if you're talking about from somebody that started in relative obscurity and at least as an upward uh some upward momentum and for me one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW John Silver
0: <laughs> okay no that is fair that is fair uh tell us a bit about your love of John Silver uh they look alike in- <laughs> <laughs> they're the same oh. height
1: Wow, damn, wow just, just because we're just because we're white and bald and have a beard that's pretty racist rick serrano oh, rick serrano <laughs> is that a new york I can, thing I, I can't believe yeah yeah that that's why kentucky and indiana are going to turn on you
0: Yep. those guys they, the south has never been racist
1: never but uh we hey, were no, neutral <laughs> <laughs> thank you josh <laughs> um for for something to me that like you know at the start of the year like not even knowing who he was and there was nothing, there was no push. There was nothing, you know, he wasn't, wasn't booked in any way really to have anything happen. It was just, one of the things, you know, you're told in wrestling is, especially nowadays, there's only so much time. So you have to make the most of the time that you're given. If you're given one segment, if you're given 10 seconds, like people talk about Billy Kay and WWE these days, you know, she gets these quick little promos about what the resume and the headshots and stuff she makes the most of it. And to me, that's what John Silver was doing was um, the the facial expressions, the work is, is decent, but the, the charisma, the enthusiasm, when you see him in the ring, there's a lot of guys to me on, on not just AW, but just in general, they kind of just go through the motions, you know, they're, they're playing wrestler, they're playing the character, but John Silver, to me, I believe that he's having fun. I believe that he's a goof. Uh, it's just there's there's something there with him that at the, like i said the start of the year no idea who he was now at this point that's like i want to see no, yeah, John agree. silver i want to yep. see him get more like i said i'm not saying hey you know kenny omega versus john silver uh you know in, in two or <laughs> aew months.
2: it can happen it it's can true happen.
1: <laughs> it's true if we can have warhorse or whatever then john silver can get a title shot yeah but uh but i, I would like to see you know i'd like to see him get You know, broken up from Alex Reynolds, and and I'd like to see like like a good, like a a mid card push. I would rather see him as the face of TNT as a TNT champion than Darby Allen any day.
0: Darby Allen loves turtles.
3: All right, pack right in there with those guys, too. That'd be good. (laughs)
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, Josh, you jumped, you grabbed the horn, so why don't you tell me come back? Come back back back. here.
3: I gotta quit drinking beer shows. I'm gonna have to give it to Kenny Omega. I mean, the the way he was tag champ most of the year, then to finish as the world champion. I mean, it's a great comeback story.
1: Yeah. No, I See, okay, that. I'm sorry. Just because you said it like that, I have to bring this up, and this is why I'm so I'd be so against this. So a guy spends most of the year as tag team champion, ends the year as the world champion, and that's a comeback of the year. Well, for no. me, it is
3: for AEW only, just because I was strictly wwe and right. i kept hearing about kenny omega for so long and i was like let me see who this kenny omega guy is and he won okay. me over
0: okay fair enough okay fair enough okay um let's go with rick
2: you know what i went totally opposite of everybody i went with a manager and i went with jake the snake roberts honestly i feel like from health wise and uh personality on tv i think jake the snake is the comeback person of the year in re- all of wrestling. I think mm-hmm. – um, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I know he's not going to win this, but I'm just really happy for him. Um, no, that's fair. From where he's come from and where he is health, health-wise, I've never seen him in better shape. The guy is looking great. I love that he's still working with DDP. Um, mm-hmm. He's busting his ass. He's doing everything, unlike Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully, Scott, you get back on that and you get better as well. But Jake the Snake, for me, is a uh, comeback person of the year. I think he's done uh, an amazing
0: thing for himself. Good job, New York. Yeah. You kind of want us back. All right. No, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. What are you All talking right. about? Hey. No, do, it. And and you can do polish, it. You can polish the turd, but the turd is still a turd.
0: Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> yada, 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 <laughs> so yada. Elio.
0: That. Elio. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Come back
4: in the year. Jimmy, um, I have John Moxley's promos uh, toward near the beginning. It weren't as uh, great, but mm-hmm. uh, he ended the year strong with uh, getting, delivering better promos and rather than just uh,
0: the whole uh, presentation. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, Clay.
5: You know, this one was a tough one for me, and I could have picked more people, and, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't really have much of a comeback, but I'm going to go back to the other topic we had of Matt Hardy. Uh, okay. Comeback of the year for like all that he went through those two times and then coming back that next week, mm-hmm. this just, you good know, call. Good call. pretty, pretty good.
0: I mean, in my opinion, but
5: this but one was just, kind of tougher for me out of everybody else.
0: So. so you're, you're just saying the fact he came back. The fact that he's still walking. Exactly.
1: Yeah. exactly. <laughs> like I said, two times. That makes sense. Yeah. See, that's yeah.
0: where I was going at. Like the fact
5: yeah.
1: He will not die.
5: Wanting to stick around and wrestle again after that's like yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: most wouldn't. He must but, owe some big money somewhere.
3: <laughs> we're on like Matt Hardy version nine right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna go
0: um I'm going to go with Josh and and say Kenny Omega and I'm going to flesh out a little bit more to Andy, why I would pick this. Okay. Um, Yes. The tag team of the year was a really interesting tag team. Uh, The biggest knock against them was there was not a lot of personality going on. I mean, you had page slowly drinking a little bit, but really what did you see from Omega all that time? So many people kept saying, what is with this Omega guy? We've heard so much and he's doing Dick, you know, like, yeah, he gets in there and he wrestles and then he goes home. He drinks a milk. Like, he, he just came across as such kind of like, this is the dude they talked about? What is this? Yeah, New yeah, Japan yeah. legend? For I don't get sure. it. For sure. And then the last couple of weeks, he has been pouring it on as if like, as soon as he won the belt, it's like, okay, he is like the Kenny Omega obnoxious guy we've heard about. He's re- he's acting like he there is nobody better than him. He's like uh, Rick Flair's uh, angrier, ridiculous little brother or something like that.
1: Son, and- maybe at this point.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe his son at this point. Uh, but you know, it's sort of funny because he's combining something too. Is he has all the skill, yet he still manages to give you a bit of the sleazy chicken shit vibe, and he's making you watch him. Okay, yeah, he won everything me over. he's yeah, everything he's doing is ridiculous. Uh, the ring announce, the North Carolina bullshit, women coming out in spandex with brooms. Just that he would have the guts to pull that shit off on today's television. <laughs> He is really making, um, please no pun, but he is making a big impact. And uh, yeah, and except you for that, that horrible, except for that horrible Don Callis, oh. I like everything about him right now. So uh, for me, I'm glad because I've always me and Elio, we're big New Japan guys. We followed Kenny for a while, so we were excited about the AEW when we started, it, and we just kept saying, "Man, can he? he it's like he's digging himself a hole." that I don't know if he'll ever be able to get out of. And he got out of the hole this year, finally. It took a little time. He's out of the hole. And I'm hoping that next year people will go, you know what? I may hate him or think he's sleazy, but I get why people called him the best boat
3: machine. Yeah. Hey, none of us picked Cody Rhodes.
0: You know what, though? I want to... <laughs> come back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I got some stuff about Cody Rhodes later, boys and girls. All right, Rick.
2: Dig right, into well... the
0: Sleazomatic 500. Pull out the name of this year's winner.
2: And the winner is for comeback of the year is Kenny Omega. And I have to say this, um, it's, it is well-deserved. Um, you know, back a couple of years ago, uh, wrestling POV, we used to have this thing called the top 10. And every month we would rate our top 10. And every month, Kenny Omega made it into the top three. And there was no, like, it was, and he wasn't even a WWE guy. We were just like, Kenny Omega is that guy we hear about. We watch his matches and he's fucking amazing. And yeah. this is exactly what he needed to be. And uh, I'm glad that they got that out of the way, that tag team bullshit, and now they finally are on the road to m- making him the belt machine that he should be. He's the best wrestler on the planet, and he should be showing it. Um, but yeah, come now, back in the I,
0: year award, second award. Now I don't know. Th- yeah. Now I don't. I don't know if this will change anybody's opinion of Kenny Omega, uh, but from all the backstage things and things I've been able to dig up about uh, Kenny Omega's situation was the first year of AEW, they realized they were going to push Cody, the young bucks, uh, you know, uh, some of the the MV or what do they call them? MVPs, EVPs, EVPs, that they had to have these guys in the front. Right. The problem was they had one extra guy was Omega. And he actually agreed to kind of step back into the tag team thing and not have the shine on him for the first year to bring up other people and then he could emerge as what he what he wanted to do so i don't know if that you know that's kind of a selfless thing in wrestling you kind of learn that if you miss the boat you miss the freaking boat if you don't jump when you have the chance he actually sat back and let other guys take the lead and then came in a year later to, you know he had enough belief in himself that he could make himself now here's the question i have for you guys this presentation of kenny omega was this the right way to go? If you think this is a really cool what he's doing, put your thumbs up. If you put a thumbs down, I want you to tell me what would have been a better presentation. Okay, there's a sort of a mid there, Andy. What would have been better? What is wrong with this presentation to you? Uh, I don't say uh, Don Callis because that's obviously shit.
1: Yeah, but that no, but that is part of it. Okay, that is part of it. Uh, Don is part of it, and 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 you've even said so a couple times now. Is that what we're seeing is that this is kind of like stuff like shades of what he's doing in japan but it's almost getting to be the point of like too much and Mm -hmm. how is this going to resonate with more of a north american audience
0: yes we talked about this the japanese audience was a lot easier because of translation you had to go over the top
1: yeah and the personality and everything like that and 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 i get that i totally see that and that's why i'm kind of curious here and that just might Mm -hmm. be one of the things like and I'm not, I mean, I'm not crapping on it. I'm just like, this may be you know, a bit of a trial and error thing. It's like, okay, well, we're going to start off this way. Maybe we have to dial back. Maybe we're going to have to change this, This the evolution of the character. Mm-hmm. So for me to offer and say, well, how, you know, if you say, how else would you have done this? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I mean, you know, I'm not. I
0: guess I'm just sure. asking what you didn't like about the presentation. Yeah, sure.
1: no, no, just, I think, and I, and I think that's what it is for me is is a mm-hmm. twofold. Like, I'm sorry, he doesn't need Don Callis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I, to me this seems a little too over the top, and it, it's not something that I think that is going to endear me or makes me want to see more or makes you know, oh mm-hmm. because the, because of this I want to see me get his ass kicked more. It's just like no, I just don't want to see it.
0: And I want to ask you, Abby, that you have always talked about storytelling in wrestling. The storytelling yeah. makes a big difference. So even though it's you don't like Don Callis, I mean. They did the big lead-up. They had Kenny at this home. There was a picture in the background. Oh, it's actually Don Callis and the guy who trained him, who's like uh, Kenny Omega's uncle. I yeah. mean, that's all rich story. Doesn't that make a big difference? Or not really? Or is Don Callis crap? Just not enough.
1: I yeah. I I think it's you know I appreciate the storytelling, and just because you tell a story doesn't mean oh well you tell a story therefore it's good and I have to like it. Yeah. No, I. So there are
0: shitty stories.
1: Too. There are yes. yeah. There are crappy stories. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so that is just, you know, like it, it could have been something. Don could have been there. Yeah, I prefer that he wasn't there at all. But you know, whatever. He could have had a little bit there, and then Kenny could have just gone forward on his own kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I get, I you know, I I can understand why Don's there. It just, to me, like, like I said, he's he's a guy. I just, to me, it just seems to be like riding other people's coattails. And you know, he's he's there by happenstance, not he's a
0: carny. That's what I can't say. He's an actual honest carney. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so like Omega, if I can't yeah, I think go, Omega go needs to be like Triple H right before evolution and even a little bit when evolution first started, just be that dominant asshole that comes off in the suits, like mm-hmm. he can he can pull that off. By okay. himself. By himself though, right?
5: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I so mean here's, either way. If he mm-hmm. finds two, de- two dudes to come out with them, it, it depends on who they are. But I mean Young Bucks would be ideal for me, but that's been done. But yeah.
5: Kenny okay. is just so talented, he doesn't even need a manager. Yeah. Like no, if can-
3: I throw Don in,
0: like you know, Okay, so then the, the question I gotta ask, and it's cause the out of the six of you, if anybody thinks Don Callis is a plus in this whole thing, put your hand up now. Okay, why, Rick?
2: Because I feel like Kenny Omega, his, his one weakness is his promos. Um, he, he, get, he can hit you with the one-liners here and there, but he needs somebody so that like like he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like You cannot talk to him unless you talk to me first. And I always appreciate that. As a manager, I appreciate a, a, a well-spoken manager. And Don Callis, I say what we will about him, he is well-spoken and he is doing the right thing and being hated. People on this panel do not like him. And that he's got to be doing something right.
1: Yeah, yes. but this goes back to the difference between having, like, the heat and the go-away heat. And for me, it's not <laughs> a matter of, like, Don Callis. Oh, I don't like him. I want to see him get his ass kicked. I just don't want to see him.
2: No, that's true. It, it, okay. It's a, it's very much of a Jimmy Hart
1: kind of thing. You know, Jimmy no, no. Hart. Jimmy Hart, when I wanted want to see him get Jimmy his Hart. ass kicked. Yeah. It's uh, x
0: you wanted to go with. Hart, away.
1: Heenan. <laughs> exactly. Hart, Heenan, Heyman. You'd like to see those guys get their lumps. Yeah, I uh... just don't care to see don callis
0: okay now this is one i've talked about this uh you guys have probably heard this but i want you guys to think about this again i challenge anybody listening to this and anybody on this panel uh sometime this week to go back and listen to any kenny omega interview in the last two weeks and notice that when he talks he does this weird sing-song shit a lot i, I don't get it I, <laughs> it's his struggle i think because he's not comfortable doing full yeah. Uh, things but he is kind of talking like a thing and then he does it blah, blah, blah. you know and it's like uh okay <laughs> that's a little weird but uh yeah once you see it you can't unsee it all right next we have now this is going to be an interesting one i'm going to preference this to all the fans here of what we're going for here oh no you know what let's do moment of the year first moment of the year and i think this one's going to be easy because there was only one really big yeah. crazy <laughs> ass moment in AEW where uh everybody was like whole like OK, I'm going to say everybody who picked uh, the return of Sting, please put your hand up. Yeah, see, I'm pretty sure it's going to win because let's face it. This was unexpected. Nobody saw it coming and it was presented crazy ass big. This, You know, it's now fun. I'm sick of it, yeah. by the way. I'm sick of it, by the way, now every week that, you know, definitely the law of uh, diminishing returns, because now it's like, why is it snowing in? inside everything but anyway said
3: he's gonna get tired of that snow
0: yeah and <laughs> what does sting have to do with snow where did that even come from winter you is know? coming, coming. Yeah. so he <laughs> did he te- he texted them and said hey i will appear but you must change it to winter is coming so they know i am jo- josh when you saw this pop up man you said goosebumps why yeah. tell me about it at the moment
3: now it's kind of like i'm watching the snow land all over his hair and it's like he's not i don't know yeah it's getting a little overdone they need to quit with the whole winter is here that should have been just a moment and then just bring it back to his song coming out or even like him popping out with the the crow sound and just coming from the rafters take it to the crazy like with him and darby but get Mm -hmm. rid of the uh winter's coming
0: but but i i'm asking though what did when you saw it happen at that moment what were you thinking and feeling do you remember
3: Oh, I was I was so I was so stoked because uh, I was so disappointed with his WWE run and how Vince ruined that. So, yeah, I, I just was like, let's go, let's let's bring all these WCW boys back if we got to <laughs> like let's let's <laughs> let's make something happen on this show that makes this like oh okay, this is better than NXT.
0: Okay, Clay, you turned it on, you're watching it, and all of a sudden the snow comes out. For, were you expecting it? What were you feeling when you saw it was stink?
5: You know, when the first, the first, like, snow started to come out, I was confused. I was like, what is happening now? Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I scared to death uh, my wife and kid as soon as that turned on because I was yelling and screaming of seeing Sting. <laughs> yeah. it was one thing that I never even expected him to do. Like, as mm-hmm. much, like Josh said, his
6: right.
5: deputy, uh, run was crap. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, but mm-hmm. – when he came on a e w it was like a total shock, and of course, they were you know mad or whatever, but that was one moment where I was like totally unprepared for staying to come out, so it was a big thing for this
0: year all right now, I remember watching this, and I was on a delay, and Andy was probably about thirty <laughs> forty minutes ahead of me, and oh, he man.
6: Kept,
0: he kept hinting at some stuff and uh but it was sort of funny because when it, the snow thing started, I exactly thought the same thing that he thought. We found out later. We feared it was Andy. Who did you fear it was when that snow started? Uh oh!
1: I said from the start. I thought they were bringing back glacier. <laughs> <laughs> was that has been a letdown. <laughs> Even if it was just a one off, autograph. Winter is coming. There you go. See, at least one autograph. So I mean, he meant something to somebody. So uh, I, I Thank was Rick. legitimately. <laughs> I was legitimately scared that I was, you know, there, there's times when I make the wild predictions yeah. and, and, you know, and I worry that it's like, it's a half and half thing. It's like, I want to be right. Cause I you know, we all like to be right. But at the same time, I was like, Oh man, I was right. And the snow starts coming and they're getting, you know, the lights go out and I'm expecting to see like the, the fluorescent blue and, and, <laughs> stuff and I'm almost getting ready to type. Oh, I was right. And then it was sting and it was like, you know, anywhere from, well, basically the Attitude Era all over again, where guys, you know, were jumping back and forth. And when it was a surprise that you had no idea that somebody was going to debut. And in this day and age of the internet of, uh, you know, cell phones and, 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 and the whole curtain of professional wrestling being pulled so everybody can see everything that's going on. It was so awesome and so nice to get a genuine surprise with, with sting showing up.
0: All right. All right. Rick, uh, for it, me,
2: I mean, I was part of that same message, uh, message <laughs> conversation. And, yeah. And I was <laughs> in a meeting and I couldn't watch it. So then when I, I looked up online, I was like, oh, fuck it, man. This is something big. And I go and I check and I see everybody's going crazy about Sting. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then I watched it knowing it's going to be Sting and I still popped. And I still like goosebumps. <laughs> and I still went, like, it staying. Like, oh, this is a lot better than I thought it was. But let me be the first to tell you guys, if it was Glacier, he would have had one person excited to see him. Because I remember Glacier's promos back in the day when he was first debuting. And I was like, this is badass. I love sub Zero! <laughs> I love all this. And yes. I was just what like...
1: The...
2: And then when Rick, he appeared, there have, Rick,
1: there would have been two people. There would have been you and Josh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well, Josh. I, it is always sub- I thought it was Sub-Zero when I was a kid. I was like, he wrestles? Well,
6: yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and, and Not maybe, just a video game? tell video? you, Josh got that autograph because he won a, a game for Wrestling POV. So. Survivor
3: Series. <laughs> it's hey, a circle
2: of life, baby. That's what we hey, do.
3: don't, don't you tell about that Ultimate Warrior underwear. I still rock uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> Why worry, it. Well,
0: thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of underroos, Elio, what did you yeah. think of <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay. Um, the sting thing, buddy. The stink so, thing, it <laughs> even rhymes.
4: So um when uh when we it happened, I was sitting mm-hmm. there watching when the snow started, I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect. Then uh at the same time as Andy uh, wrote his message, I said the exact same thing while I was watching it. And I totally popped uh, when sting
0: came out. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to end up being Glacier too. Because of that. <laughs> uh, when it was staying though, like guys, like, you know, me, Rick and especially me and Rick, we're kind of, and Tony, we, we get a lot of, maybe even Elio, we get a lot of, uh, backstage stuff really quick sent to us from other people. So sometimes it's really hard for us to find any surprises. Yeah, We get, we get lots of things where people are like, Oh, so-and-so was seen backstage, you know, and then it's like, boom, it pops up in my thing, you know? um so the fact that even not only just the internet think about this guys we're in the middle of covid there's there's like only like a couple places really open for wrestling and they managed to get sting in there and not let anyone know about it and get him done up and then on stage without a bunch because you know what it's like how many things have we seen rick where uh the big surprise wrestlemania like a half hour before we got pictures of the guy backstage from some wrestling just like you know, and sends it out to everybody or whatever, you know? So what a great, pretty cool to have a total surprise. Haven't had that in years. It's been at least yeah, 10 I years so. since I've been surprised.
2: Well, no, the, the last one was the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania. That was the last and you know, like, I
1: want to say Dare that's you. another one with the wrestle Edge was <laughs> a good one too. But even yeah. even that one, um, and I mean, now you guys will know, but like – uh Tom, like, you know, uh, Big Bad Boris. Yeah. Uh, I was watching, was the Saturday night, whatever it was, it was the Ring of Honor show, right? That's where the Young Bucks and the Hardys. Yeah. Yeah. They had that match and that match finished. And I even said to him, I said something about like the Hardys are going to show up at WrestleMania tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> and it was like, no way. And sure enough, boom. So I figured, if I get me right with the Hardys? I thought for sure Glacier was a shoe in.
0: <laughs> you got to shoot higher, buddy. Aim up. Don't aim down. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, Josh, you know what? He is a cool guy, but he's like 20 years past his prime. So he's shooting down now. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: It, it Sting's in his prime right now.
0: Uh, he still has a name.
1: Yeah. That, <laughs> but even he, you, you, it doesn't matter really, though. Is he going to wrestle though? Y'all think he's going to
3: wrestle? Sixty one. Nah. He better not. <laughs> no, nah. I mean you know he's you know how they are though. They don't want to. They don't want to d- just not wrestle at that age. They still want to wrestle like They got that last match.
0: At the way they're using him, he's going to spend the next ten episodes coming out to explain why he's there.
3: Yeah, to finish the promo. And have
0: Taz uh, <laughs> <laughs> bother him, and then it'll be over. You know, so we'll never quite know for at least another two and a half months because they got to stretch this over the next year or two before he yes. actually even says why he's there. So, all right. <laughs> Well, so moment of the year, that has definitely been pretty, pretty unanimous. Yeah. unanimous. So uh,
2: the moment yes. of the year is, I have to say it like Tony Schiavone, it's yeah. Sting!
3: <laughs> He's there, Tony. Quit smoking. Hey, we need <laughs> a Sting biography movie with Jim Carrey playing Sting. I, I think he could pull it off well.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know about
2: that one. Oh, uh, he... Jim Carrey's too lanky for that. He's too...
3: Yeah, he'd have yeah. to bulk up, but uh, I don't know why. I've always, when I see Sting's face and the facial expressions he makes, I'm like, is that Jim Carrey?
0: I can see it. I think I it's can just see that it. long that.
3: face with the chin. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: All right. Yes. Now, before we get to the next one, I want to preference to the fans exactly what the criteria was for this, because this is, it almost made me think of the NHL back in the day when Sergei Makarov won Rookie of the Year yes. and was 34 years old and had just come from <laughs> Russia. <laughs> so how do, exactly are we going to pick... A, a aw AEW rookie of the year and this is tough because the company's only been around a year so when you think about it they're all rookies so then oh it should be john moxley or it should be kenny omega but no what we decided to do is look at this and take this as somebody who did not have before coming to AEW any nationwide uh chances never showed up in the wwe as a big name never showed up in major companies like uh roh impact um We would allow a WWE guy if he was like a very minor guy, and then all of a sudden he hit it big, you know. Or even a veteran who's been touring around the independents for years and years and got no national play would be eligible. So uh, this is our criteria, rookie of the year. And I'm going to start off with Elio. Elio, who did you pick as the rookie of the year and why? I went with Wardlow. Wardlow, good pick. Very interesting. And um, there's a great example. How long did we say Wardlow has been wrestling for nine years or something? In I days? believe he started in 2004 something like that. So it was a good six or seven years. Yes, yeah. That's impressive. Okay, and uh, what do you like about Wardlow so much? When
4: he first showed up with MJF, I wasn't sure what to think. All you see, all you saw was like this enforcer, this uh, bodyguard type in the suits. Then he had a steel cage match against Cody, which... I wasn't. I didn't really like that much, but the more I saw from this guy, the more I started like getting behind him, and I saw like that he could uh, actually uh, go in the ring. Huh.
0: Okay, uh, let's go with Clay Cummings.
5: You know, with my rookie of the year, I picked Eddie Kingston. Mm. I mean, for you know what he's done since coming to AEW, like he's built his family per se. He's mm. been in. Good storylines and he had a decent match with Moxley for the AEW title. I mean he's done pretty decent this year. Okay. Excellent. And also being like I'm I'm sorry. No, no, finish up, finish up, finish up. Okay. Being like twenty years into the business and never being like in a major stable like in WWE or you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, he really made an impact. Okay. Ah!
0: 'cause he was on oh,
2: impact. Get it?
0: He Andy? was on impact. Oh, see, so,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't <laughs> the big Yeah. <laughs> Andy. Uh, my choice for rookie of the year, I'm going with MJF.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, he's been there pretty much from the start and he's been you know, kind of the, the upper Upper top tier uh, from the get go, uh, always solid promos. If you pay attention to records, uh, I mean, he, but he's only lost like one or two matches all year, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's also only wrestled six times. But yes,
1: no, he's like ten and one or ten and one or eleven and one and something.
0: Yeah, sure not. He's yeah. he does not yeah. seem to wrestle very much. But no, yes, go oh, on.
1: Yeah, so but don't forget uh, the the
2: records also are being counted for dark. A lot of these guys wrestle on dark.
1: Oh yeah okay well, it's not like mjf was on dark that much anyways though right i mean did,
0: i don't know i only started
1: watching though, dark last wrestling week Wrestling
2: on dark for a little while yeah, okay.
1: so yeah uh but i mean basically he's been able to do something well with everything he would he he won the ring thing he well he's already won it twice now right because yeah he had it at the start of the year then he got it at the end of the year uh the whole thing with the inner circle i mean that's that's you know much AEW main event stuff so to be a young guy and for everything that he's done through the year mm-hmm. how would he not be rookie of the year?
0: Plus you love his dancing. Alright uh, Josh
1: <laughs>
3: Alright so they all just almost got me to change my mind and it actually worked towards the end because yeah I'm going to say MG, yeah MJF just because it, 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 like it, it's working. I'm, I'm not liking him I'm constantly, every week, trying to get online and see if he's posted some stupid shit flying out of his mouth. <laughs> and he's he's a good person to bring on heat. And I actually respect heels more than I do baby faces in wrestling. So, yeah, he, it, it's working. He's a All good right. heel, heels heel in 2020. Yeah. Okay, yes, because can... he will make you lose your mind of some stuff that he posts. <laughs>
0: and, and, and do you remember the thing they had? Was it this year where some children approached him with their father and asked for an yep. autograph? And he told he them to fuck them off. He do. <laughs> yeah. All mm-hmm. right, Rick. Serrano the third. Uh,
2: for me an honorable mention is Top Flight. I think uh, mm-hmm. Top Flight could definitely win rookies of the year um, for next year,
5: perhaps. For, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for next year. sure.
2: Um, For me, though, uh, I have to go with Eddie Kingston. I think what him and Moxley did was uh, perfect. I love the build. I love how they told the story in and out of the ring. I said I really wanted them to show Eddie Kingston how aggressive he can be, and they showed it when he choked out – I forgot who it was. He choked out some dude, and he was calling him Mox. I fucking loved that. I just thought it was great, great storytelling great psychology and the guy is a new yorker or new york is new yorker and it's just it's just that's how we are that's how tough we are i mean i'm not that tough but that's <laughs> i mean but that, well, you, that's how you choked was. out
0: that bush bus driver that one time
2: exactly that one yeah. time
0: she was old doctor. she was an old that lady old, but you that her old,
2: old woman <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that, well, yeah. that one time you almost you almost choked up miguel uh miguel Cole. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but he chokes Miguel. Chokes him out quite a bit. So
1: <laughs> I'm sure. That, too. I'm sure they choke each other. Hey, hey, hey. is there anything <laughs> wrong with that? Uh, nope. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah wow. I don't know. Eddie
0: kicks it Wasn't that
5: Matt, Matt that he choked out?
0: Kicks? Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Yes. Matt, Matt Seidel. Seidel. Thanks, Thank Clay. You. Good catch.
3: Yeah. All these dudes need to work together, though, because I think they all could do something together. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, like like a true heel faction, and I can see that. All but, right, well, but see, the difference cool. is I'm sorry to interrupt. The yeah, difference go, go. is uh, MJF and Eddie Kingston.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: For me, Eddie Kingston is more of the older school heel, and mm. MJF is this new school heel where it's like, um, like, like it used to be bad to be a nerd, now it's like. MJF, to me, reminds me of these nerds of today they are like, I, I, I'm i passive aggressive and ha, 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 and says whatever the fuck he wants because he knows he has Wardlow behind him and no one's going to mess with him. So he can say whatever he wants when it's Eddie Kingston is like, let's bring it, bro. You you talking shit? I'm gonna smack your mama. Like the- unless you're Lance yeah. Archer,
0: unless you're Lance Archer, and then he runs and hides behind Tony Schiavone. Yes, there Shavani. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go um, you know what? My pick for rookie of the year. I mean, uh, I looked at his build; it kind of makes me a little eh. When I see him dressed in clothes, I think he marries the most. He wears the most unimpressive clothing. Unflattering. Really, it's not flattering to his look. I wish he would change it. But the guy can speak. The guy can lead. He has an interesting wrestling style. So I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. And uh, just because I really think it's amazing. He took this one opportunity because you know what? He was not signed when he fought Cody, just like Warhorse and all those guys. They brought in an independent guy every week for a couple months. And each of them got a shot. Most of them never, we never saw them again. But Eddie got signed the next day. They realized that uh, he brought something to the table that people have overlooked or didn't know how to work with. Or packaged properly, AEW felt like you know what this guy has the chops. Let's give him a chance that no one else has. And let's face it, guys, how many people have run with the ball over this since since they gave it to him? Since you know this year, since he got thrust into the spotlight, he has been consistently up there.
3: And that's That's a genuine character. It comes off that way.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So uh, Rick, dig into the the old. old. No, we did. Everybody, Elio did his. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. So the okay. winner, oh, the yeah. rookie of the year for Wrestling POV Global is Eddie Kingston. Congratulations. Give it to
3: Eddie Kingston. And you know
2: what? And I'll take it on behalf of Eddie Kingston because we are New Yorkers, you know. So, uh, and we know
0: how much New Yorkers love to share.
2: Yes, Exactly. Yeah. No, well, we steal, so...
1: Uh, since Okay, and I'm going to pull a little uh, opposite Canadian thing here. Since yeah. you guys are, like, both from New York, do you know him? Like, do you guys, like, live close to each other? Yeah, oh, of
2: course, yeah. He's right
1: down do you the you go block. to the same right
2: bodega?
0: Is that the word, bodega? Do you go to the First same bodega? First of all, bodega? there's
2: a bodega on every corner, so... Which one?
3: <laughs> hey, there, there's a 7 Eleven on every corner up here. Or <laughs>
1: Tim or a See, Tim that, or That's, like a what, store. I or that's a what I would want. Or a Starbucks.
3: <laughs> Eddie Kingston sees this. Rick's going to be in the family. Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's just going to get a bigger head and he'll never come on the show again. I don't like that idea, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All righty.
0: Let's move on now to the female wrestler of the year. And we're going to start off with Rick Serrano III. I mean, it's clearly Abaddon. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're clearly the one drinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: no, uh, absolutely. It's Sheeta. I mean, uh, ever since she got that title, she's been dominant with it. She's elevated this weak, weak women's division. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely Hikaru Sheeta for sure.
0: All right, Josh Sanders.
3: Part of me actually wanted to say Brandy Rhodes, but
1: uh, <laughs> well, that want, whole thing with Shaq. But, but, you, but you didn't want us You didn't want us to kick you off the show because we've made it this far. So yeah. The one sticking
0: Jade Cargill. What the hell? Well, that okay. that whole
3: thing with Shaq just completely ruined it for me with, with her. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, this is. It looked like it's so scripted. So yeah, I'm going with the she. The she's the only one that actually sticks out. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever women matches normally come on AEW, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm.
1: let's go back to NXT.
0: Okay, fair enough,
1: Andy. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's not a strong division. Uh, Sheeta's a, an easy pick. If if Serena Deeb had been around longer, uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, I'd give her more consideration.
0: Or Thunderosa. for sure. Same,
1: but same thing though. Just yeah, if they had been around or mm-hmm. been around longer, so I think Sheeta's the the easy pick. And I'm almost guessing if we do the okay thumbs up, who picks Sheeta? I'm sure it, I'm, I would be surprised if it wasn't unanimous.
2: Yeah, they but I just want to weigh in
1: them.
6: Veterans.
2: yes,
1: yeah. Yes. It's tough to come by, though. I mean, and most of the, the solid women's talent are in WWE right now.
0: And that's the hard part, too, is all the young, solid girls end up in WWE. All the older, talented ones get signed as trainers, and then they yeah. get just as much or more money to not have to hurt themselves and train. So it's really hard to find anyone out there to really train these girls. Um, Elio, go ahead. I went with uh, Sheeta because uh, she's the best uh, thing
4: in the women. She's the best one that the women's division has. Uh, a lot of the the other ones that could possibly have good matches we are mostly on dark.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Clay, I'm
5: gonna go with uh, Sheeta also. You know she carried that division or still is today. And mm-hmm. honestly, as I look into AEW women, the only one I could see her having good matches with is Chris, stat- uh, stat yeah. 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 But other than that, she does their whole div- women's division.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to say this, I picked Sheeta because it was, we've talked about this on the other shows. She's a very big fish in a very small pond right now. Yep. And it's amazing because when she first won that belt guys, now I follow women's wrestling quite a bit through all the different Indies and things. I mean, she came in as like an almost nobody. She came from Joshi Pro in, uh, in Japan, where they are interchangeable. Unless you speak Japanese, you have no idea what any of these girls are. And so she had no buzz for me whatsoever. They hand her the belt, and I'm thinking, okay, what the hell? Why are they giving her the belt? You know, I don't understand this. And then a couple matches in, I started to see that, wow, this girl really can wrestle. She's tough, and she can wrestle. Um, I had big hopes for Chris Stratlander. Her injury definitely uh, threw everything out there. Um, COVID also killed off some of the uh, foreign wrestlers that were making uh, waves. I think that yeah. Shanna from Portugal there, she was, I think she's in Portugal, right, Shanna? She yeah. looked like a really good up-and-comer that really could have, uh, she was kind of a mid, you know, middle-aged wrestler. I don't mean middle-aged as in her age, but she, she's halfway through a career of a women's wrestler. So she has some... Uh, backing behind her, but this division has been terrible. They pushed Nyla Rose. We've talked about this. Oof. Nyla Rose seemed like it was just sort of to get the shocking headline,
3: yep. you know, yeah. show but her uh, Kong, am I tripping her? Or was she not on AEW?
0: She was, but uh, she had what was it? Something to do? Did she get pregnant again? I can't remember.
3: Something. No, I think happened. it was an injury. Fault, uh, is this a real pregnancy or a fall Yeah, uh,
0: it, well, that, that was WWE. She got pregnant and left. Okay, yeah, it was an injury, and she just never came back.
3: Um, yeah, because that was somebody they could have done at least something with. I thought. Yeah.
0: Uh, right now, um, I'm going to just name out some of the girls that I've seen re- recently, and I want you guys to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down for their potential of ever being anything more than just a name that gets squashed by Sheeta or something like that. Okay. So let's start off with. Uh, let's start with Abaddon. Okay. All right. Uh, I know you guys, I know me and Andy, have. we've said many times about what our struggles are with Abaddon. Uh, you guys obviously think she, you know, the fans think she's uh, got a potential or something. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Okay. Uh, Layla Hirsch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh, not digging Layla Hirsch.
3: I'd like to see who her actual character can be on the mic mm-hmm. and see That's her true. personality show
1: out. And her wrestling can get better.
0: Okay,
1: Um, I just, I, I just, just for if we go forward, what, what Josh just said there—that with almost anybody else, you probably list off as far as the women's division go.
0: It's going to be the same. That's going to be the same. There's no personality,
1: and there's, there's such a small window of, of, you know, for their wrestling. So if it hasn't been that great, like there's not a great, it's not a big body of work to. To kind of view and, and yeah. go on with. So
0: I'm just going to, so let's just go right off just of their looks and stuff. Josh, from what you've seen, of, of let Leila Hirsch is just her wrestling and, and her presentation in the ring. Do you think she has a chance of, 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 of going forward?
3: If she can have them, she needs that one moment that pop where we're just like, okay, who's this? But yeah, she hasn't really impressed oh. me enough to say yes. Fully. Okay.
0: Uh, the only thing I don't like about her is the very confusing story did you guys ever notice this? How they tell you she's from she was born in Moscow, <laughs> yeah. wrestling out of New Jersey, yeah. and yet they never say anything else about it. Uh, there is a whole story there, but I don't know if they'll ever give in women's wrestling in AEW. It doesn't seem they really give much of storylines to anyone. So we'll see where that goes. Um, this a good one, heel. You think? Yeah, yeah. She's so small though. Like she's only four eleven, which is really small. Um, is that Kodakai uh, type shit. Yeah, but she really—I like the fact—and and Rick said that he's never seen a women's wrestler portrayed as a women's wrestler. Yeah, and that's kind that's of a cool, cool, different thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, she's she is a legitimate uh, NCAA wrestler. So, you know, let's see where that goes. This one confuses me. I'm not even going to vote because I'm so unsure. But what do you guys think? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Red Velvet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all I see is this. She's so good. And she's so generic and interchangeable with so many other women. It makes me she's laugh. She's
3: a bathroom break. Yeah, yeah, she's a bathroom
0: break. And yet they seem to be pushing her. Like, you know, they always have her in the thing there. Yeah. And All right, let's move on. The rest of the... Right, oh, what do you guys... Do you think Taya Conte is going to make uh, any kind
2: of... I oh, mean, my God, I wish. She looks that's incredibly one.
0: beautiful. Me too. That's
2: one, yeah, that's one that can actually do something.
0: And same as her partner, uh, Anna, Anna Jay. Jay. And, Yeah. I'm not sure. Her wrestling, I thought she was interesting the very first for a girl. Because you know when they showed her first match, it was her third professional match ever. Wow. That's how they were so desperate for a women wrestler to go in there that they gave a girl with their third match in <laughs> to be there. So, I don't know. I got to say, though, they're an interesting tag team. I mean, maybe they'll go with that whole uh, beautiful people route while they wanted yeah, to wrestle that.
2: there. Speaking of beautiful people... I'm here. They they should definitely really consider adopting Impact because that women's division oh, is a yes. good women's division to have. It's crazy they, how good it is. And if they can bring them over to AEW or to borrow them from time to time, that would
3: be a great thing to do.
0: That's I mean, a well, you well, know, good
3: call. Very good you know call. what? We brought That's up two veterans they need right there.
0: Yeah, and we brought up two women wrestlers who are good and veterans, but they're not even AEW signees, and that's uh, Thunder Rosa and Serena yeah. Deeb, who are actually
3: NWA. on loan from
0: NWA. So yeah. what a weak division. Sorry? Oh, I hope they
5: just push Thunder Rosa this 2021. 20- yeah. They really, got it. They really the, need
0: it. <laughs> well, you know, I was talking to – a. Um, we were trying to look around to get Thunder Rosa onto the show. And uh, I was talking with a wrestler, a friend of mine uh, from Edmonton, not Andy. And um, I asked, I mentioned something about Thunder Rosa. And it was so funny. He said, Oh my God, that woman's voice. I can't stand her voice. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I actually heard her interview recently. And I was like, Oh my Lord. Wow. (laughs) That is quite the unique voice. (laughs) I'm not going to say good or bad. I'm going to say unique. I'm just going to say unique. That's a Latino right. for you, boy. Uh, don't <laughs> yep. turn this all racial on us, New York. Don't do this to us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I know this one is going to be tough. Let's just talk about him. It's pretty obvious. If anyone did not vote for John Moxley for male superstar of the year, please put your hand up. Okay. Andy, Ooh. who did, you, and you just did it to be different. Or was uh, it a legitimate no, opinion?
1: because no, because like to me, like, and i've said this in a lot of the episodes mm-hmm. uh you know and and i'm will agree like his promos and stuff have gotten better over the year mm-hmm. but uh Good overall that, like is... yeah i'm i'm not i'm not buying into it like everybody else seems to be drinking the john moxley kool-aid and that's just
0: no i went in this kicking it's like the kind of thing where it's like your next door neighbor right he's a total asshole but he fights and you see him and you're like fucking hate his guts but he's good. I got to give him that. Okay. He oh, wants some things. I can't
1: admit it. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting saying yeah. you know, like he's no good or anything like that. I just, mm-hmm. to me where it was like, Oh, like all the hype of like, he was the best wrestler this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Eh, I just not buying. And who would you
0: pick? Who did you pick?
1: Well,
3: and
1: oh, this wasn't guess. easy because you know, yeah, at the start we're here where I had my, my kind of my picks mixed up and yep. I was like, okay, try this was actually the toughest one for me out of mm-hmm. all of them. Nice. Um but I I'm I'm picking Cody Rhodes. Wow.
0: Okay. No, I can I can see that because really if it wasn't John Moxley, Cody Rhodes is my second pick.
1: I yeah, mean you say what you want to say and and longest entrances and and all things aside mm-hmm. his matches have been you know decent i mean nothing you know not a lot of blowaway matches but mm-hmm. and he, he's been one of the most consistent guys you okay, know you, yeah. you talk about you know page and and uh omega not wrestling a lot mm-hmm. but to me it didn't seem like can Ken- like didn't seem like moxley was wrestling a lot
0: yeah that is yeah, true it was, was the only the big TV events together.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. But know, sometimes
0: you want your world champion to
1: be that. Oh, time, and, and, so. and I'm and I'm a big Brock Lesnar guy, so I, I'm I'm totally all for that. But I mean, okay. when we're looking at the yeah. award, like, and that's where it's like, you know, when you look at the awards in the past to say like like Brock Lesnar, like wrestler of the year, or something like that. Well, no, because he only wrestled like five matches.
6: Sure.
1: You know, okay. like most most independent guys have wrestled more matches in a year than than Brock Lesnar.
3: Right. I feel like but, Cody Rhodes uh, just puts himself over too much.
1: <laughs> it, it, I agree, and that's been something that's been an ongoing, you know, ongoing thing Wait, with us. Uh,
3: we're but, gonna get uh, into
1: that. I
0: got some stuff to talk about that.
1: So. Yeah, and, and that's why I kind of joked about like the entrances and, and yeah. everything else, but uh, you know whether it's you want to talk the open challenges like he's wrestled with all kinds of talent, sure. you know anybody that that's brought in uh, mm-hmm. the the TNT title, uh, you know he basically had a, he had uh, uh, Brody Lee's last match, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but everything overall all his his body of work or the course of a year to mm-hmm. me is, is a more consistent solid, uh, showing than.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Mm. And you know so, what? Mm-hmm. You know what? Because he said that I'm changing my pick to Cody Rhodes.
1: There you go. Thank you. So round not, of the third. not enough. Still not so, enough though. Not <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> so Clay, uh, did you pick John Moxley? Cause he's really won you over or because he was like, you know, he, he kind of, you grudgingly said, okay, you got him. Like, what's your opinion on this? No, like, oh,
5: honestly, I felt John had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really showed why he should be AEW champ. Mm-hmm. But Andy's kind of kind of right about the Cody deal. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can see why he would pick Cody Rhodes. Okay. Do I, do I think he's overpushing himself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he also had a great year, too.
0: So do you changing your vote or are you keeping the same?
5: Oh man, this is tough. I think <laughs> honestly I'm just gonna keep voting vote, John Moxley. All right. I would have put
1: things that would have put things into a tie. It would have made it awkward. So just <laughs> I didn't keep the vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't wanna be me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Josh, did you pick uh, wh- wh- what was your reasons for uh, picking John Moxley?
3: Um, so yeah, AEW starts. I hear John Moxley's going there and, um, that was my guy. I just chose, I was like, I'm going to ride with, I'm going to ride with John Moxley see what he does here. I mean, I loved him in the shield and I understand why he left. So I was kind of just like, yeah, John, let's go show Vince what he just screwed up.
4: Okay. Uh, Elio. Same here. Uh, I went with John Moxley because he's had a great year when he first showed up, but because, uh, the way uh, he was uh, being used in WWE uh, towards the end. Towards the end. Mm-hmm. Then uh, once he left uh, and we knew he was uh, coming to E.W., mm-hmm. I just uh, was like, let's see what they do with him here.
0: And that, that's how you know when somebody's really fired from a company. Uh, they usually have some time left on them. They do everything they can to make them look like shit before they go on to the next thing. So that devalues them.
1: Although they did give the shield a nice send off in his last match. Yeah. And that's that rare. That is rare.
0: Um, you know what? Uh, I picked Moxley uh, begrudgingly. There, were, The first half of his year, i it, it's still true. Most of the matches of Moxley's, I got to admit, I zone out during them. They're kind of always the same rinse and repeat type matches. And I just, you know, I get that he's dominant. Um, if Cody wasn't such an egomaniac, I, I yeah. probably would have picked Cody. But uh, he is. You know, and... He's also a minor champion compared to, I mean, the TNT belt, guys, compared to, like, really what the world belt represents is just sort of not even comparing belts.
3: Uh, He can't even uh, get the world title now, right?
0: Yeah, he's still (laughs) under that thing where he's not allowed to wrestle for it. So uh, one of my favorite things of the year, by the way, guys, was when uh, the Young Bucks uh, challenged FTR, and they said if they lost, they would never challenge for the belts again and the best thing was if i don't usually watch it but i watched being the elite that week and they did a little back thing with them and the one brother was saying i can't believe you said that man what if we lose if we lose we're never going to be able to challenge in our own company for our belts and the other one went well i kind of got this idea and he pulled out these belts that were the tnt tag team belts <laughs> 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 if we lose we can always challenge for me. <laughs> they didn't do it, of course, or even mention it on the main program, but it was just—it was just what everyone was thinking. It was to me that was the biggest cut at Cody,
1: ever. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I remember you talking about that because that was funny when you brought it up.
0: So yeah, uh, I almost would have went with Cody too, but it's going to have to be John Moxley. And so I'm guessing by the amount of picks here, that uh, Rick, but do the, but do the honors. Yes, uh, the male.
2: Uh, Superstar of the year is John Moxley. And I, if I just may say, uh, John Moxley is a good choice. He is what you want in a champion, a people's champion, uh, a baby face that people can get behind. So, yeah, uh, John Moxley for
0: sure uh, deserves yeah. this award. All Right. Now, here is a few questions that I have now that we have some fans here that uh, because, you know, the four of us, we talk amongst each other all the time. So a lot of these questions are directed at you guys. But this first question is for everybody. I want to know what is more ridiculous right now? Uh Cody Rhodes, 17 minute long entrance music or Chris Jericho's let's get everyone to sing this goddamn song over and over again. Entrance. And we're going to go around. Who's got the worst of the two of these right now? Rick? Which one, Dave, make makes you cringe more? First of all, I'm going to go with what makes me
2: sing more. That's Chris Jericho's. <laughs> You're still singing do that song?
0: Sing, after- do oh, sing my mind. Yeah, it was good for the first three weeks.
2: Man. I will sing that. Yo, I will sing that song to death. I love that song. So Cody is the more annoying one.
3: All right, Josh. I mean, Y2J has got fans screaming, I'll be coming. So. You know that Gun's <laughs> pointed at all these fans, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm tired of uh, Cody Rhodes a little bit putting himself over. I mean, he's not doing it the right way. He needs to have the right type of heat, not the annoying heat. And I actually enjoy Chris Jericho's theme song. That's the only thing I enjoy about Chris Jericho.
0: <laughs> not that great dad bod of his? Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah.
3: Andy? Grandpa bod. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay, we're picking which which one which we prefer. Which is most annoying? I <sighs> I'm not going to say that it's annoying, but just to me, Cody's is just too long. And to me, it feels too self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can say what we want about Jericho's and, and whether they're looping stuff or whatever, but at least yes, there's there's interaction, there's connection there with fans and stuff. Cody's is just, okay, sit and watch. Okay. Look at your watch. Oh, wait, he's, yep, there he is. Oh, now he's there. Okay, good. Clay? Oh no! Wait! No! No! Hang on! He's still coming.
0: Is he still coming?
3: <laughs> has he ever fooled Joe thinking it's somebody else coming out in the town? <laughs> I think
1: they're gonna start this? putting. Oh, they to start putting. You yeah. know, when they do like uh, time limits on matches, uh, they start uh, doing that for entrances as well. So,
0: I love the fact too. Even if he's in a tag team, the poor person's with him either has to go up before him or just stand off to the side till he does his yep. like elaborate, explosive. Okay, Clay. Which one is more annoying to you at this point? To me, it's got to be Cody's entrance. I mean, the whole... The most... It's not the worst entrance in the
5: world, but the whole... The doors pop open. They play the music for a good five seconds before he walks out. It's like... It's ridiculous. And I'm with uh, Rick and Josh. I love Judas. so <laughs> I, It's not on my playlist. I actually yeah. sing it while I watch AEW. It's <laughs> I love it.
0: Americans. Um, Americans. I, Americans. Man, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I Become, I become, I become. It. It's so good.
5: Like... Judas it. in my mind. I remember listening to the show a couple weeks back and then saying, like, if you did a poll of fans either knowing Chris Jericho played mm-hmm. that song or Fozzy, I guarantee you most likely they'd say, oh, it's Chris Jericho song. Yeah. Really?
0: It's yeah. Well, I challenge most people to name two other <laughs> Fozzy songs. Ever. I can do it. <laughs> <Exactly>.
5: <laughs> Elio, Elio's
0: one of the only ones. <laughs> All right, Elio. Which one's worse? Oh,
6: and, uh,
4: Cody's entrance is, is just ridiculous, <laughs> especially when you have the entrance is longer than uh, than uh, the stairs leading to the ring. Okay. Then the ramp leading um, to the and,
2: ring. And I know for a fact that Elio mm. also sings Judas. I do. Yes, he hey, I do. Oh,
3: let's hear it. no,
6: let's not. Let's (laughs) not. Let's let's not. not.
0: Um, I want to say this about the Cody thing. Okay, like I do find it ridiculous sometimes. The Chris Jericho thing, I remember the first few times it happened, I was like, What is this crap? Right. And people are singing along. I'm like, I've never even heard of the song. How do they know the song? And then I then I noticed that it's mostly wrestlers. So I'm like, Okay, I get that. Okay, it's mostly people wrestlers singing this. Um then I started to realize, oh, this is a pretty catchy song, right? Uh for me, it came to this time, the one episode, and then I found out about it, is they kept singing and singing. And I was like, why are they, okay, this is weird. And then I found out that Chris Jericho was a taped episode, and he was mad that the, uh, he had told the audience to sing it twice, and they didn't. So they just looped it, right? They snipped it up and made it look like the audience had sung the chorus twice, which they didn't do. And now, if you notice, less and less people are singing his song every week. If you look in the crowd, even those fervent wrestlers, less and less of them are singing it it does everything
3: while i'm there
0: everything has a a saturation point it just gets to the point sometimes where you hear enough of anything even if it's good you can only eat so much candy before your stomach starts hurting and i think uh i think it's i don't know it seemed like it was something very organic in the beginning and now it seems like a mock play on itself it's like kind of almost like the
1: goldberg chant
0: yeah yeah you know as for cody though i mean Right from the beginning, it seems like they spent the... They should have took the budget for his explosions and made the audio better. But it seems like they pour a hell of a lot of money into his entrance. And I thought it was indulgent until he came out and did an interview and did the whole entire entrance just so he could come out and
3: talk (laughs) for two minutes. He's like Will Ferrell in Blade of Glory.
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It is so indulgent to have your entrance last longer than your interview. And, that, yeah. <laughs> that, and, you know, and and what, and what, everyone just seems to have the attitude, well, it is cool, you know. So, yes, I find that the most annoying thing possible. Now, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to talk for a few seconds uh, about a bit of a tragedy. But instead of bringing it up now, just at the state, I wanted to look at the Dark Order, okay? Uh, the way it stands now, and it seems like the Dark Order has gone from being this kind of recruit sort of semi-evil, Uh, things to like a bunch of directionless yahoos that come out sometimes. And sometimes they say, is the dark order, is this going to, is this thing finally going to die? And that's what I want to ask you guys, Rick is the dark order. Is this something that's going to keep going forward or is it just going to mercifully die this year?
2: Um, I think it should keep going. Um, I think you can get somebody, I think evil Uno Mm-hmm. And the crew, you need them. You know that—that's a whole group of guys that are probably going to lose out if they don't mm-hmm. have the Dark Order. But
0: um, do you see it working? Like in your mind, do you actually see this getting over? Like the fans getting hating it enough to make it worthwhile, or is, are they going to become yawn TV? Um,
2: being this its hard. So the situation that we're in now, mm-hmm. I think more now more than ever, the Dark Order—the people are going to get behind the Dark Order. And I I think it's because of the tragedy that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, Josh, Dark Order, are you kind of sick of it? Because I know I've struggled a lot with this thing. Uh, You see it actually going anywhere or is it just going to fizzle out? Uh,
3: No. What needs to happen is retribution needs to die out (laughs) and Dark Order (laughs) needs to... Yeah, I think after the death and uh, I actually... I love stables, so... And I like how they, you know, they got Mm -hmm. their names. And, yeah, I think they need to be built up.
0: Okay. Andy? Uh, Flush or keep?
1: From an office standpoint, I could see where they would disband it or stop it. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, as Rick kind of touched on, I actually would like to see it stay. Um, I'm also a fan of stables. For me, and I'm just saying this as it is, I never really bought into Brody Lee as the the exalted one as the leader. I just, I know he was trying to do something different and kind of, you know, break the mold. And he said, you know, in promos, how Mm -hmm. someone that looked like him, you wouldn't necessarily equate with being the leader. And, and for me, I, I didn't, and he didn't do enough for me to really change that.
6: Mm
1: -hmm. I like evil. Uno was kind of like the, that top guy okay uh wearing the mask i you know the anonymity, I think he's a great speaker uh you know good worker, and the other thing Rick said too like i mean you know it's it's your you can always repackage guys or stuff could happen, but all of a sudden you're gonna have whatever five six seven eight guys that were getting some t v time that were getting something mm-hmm. get nothing, and I think that kind of sucks so i I hope they can find a way to keep it going,
0: okay, clay.
5: You know, I agree with Rick. Also, uh, I would like to see the stable keep going because I am also a fan of stables. Okay. But man, would it be hard? Because honestly, mm-hmm. when you see the Dark Order, to me, the mm-hmm. first guy you think of is Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. And as as a company stable, it would just be really difficult to continue the Dark Order. And Uno, I agree, could be mm-hmm. that top guy. But it would just, you know, it'd be difficult without Well, bear in mind, they bear in mind. Brody, Brody was Lee's
3: in. death.
0: Well, uh-huh. that's a bit, I don't think that'll happen. But think of it this way too, yeah. guys. I mean, Brody Lee wasn't even in for as half the time that the Dark Order's been around. He was leader for less than half that time.
1: Yeah, I, I and I am I say this res- respectfully yeah. to uh, to both Clay and, you know, toward know, really, to, to me, like Dark Order, Brody Lee's not the first person I think of.
4: Okay. Okay. Elio. Hey, well, when, uh, we, when I first saw Dark Order, I wasn't a uh, big fan of them. Somewhere along mm-hmm. the way, I got behind them, so I'd like to see them stay.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to start wrapping up the show right away. Uh, we've gone through all our categories. I'm just going to name off guys, and this is what I want right now from each of you. It'll be a thumbs up or thumbs down. It has nothing to do if you think they're going to do better or what. It's just how you feel about that wrestler right now. You give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, okay? We're going to start off, and we're not even going to discuss it. We're just going to keep going around. Chris Jericho. Rapid fire. Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, MJF. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jurassic. Oh no! I guess we should break them up. Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus. Okay. Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> Show wow, Peer pressure, peer pressure.
3: <laughs> what? He's only because He do not he don't fit that ahead. group to me.
0: Uh, it's only because he's as tall as um, John Silver. Elio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <It's Elio. laughs> taller than Mark Stunt. you don't say I'm 6'3. He, he he's a 5'2. I'm 5'2. All right. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Ooh. Shame on you, Clay. All right. Um, let's see, who who have we missed? Th- let's throw names out. Anyone else in W in AEW that you guys Darby Allen? Darby <laughs> Allen. No, 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 I'm gonna go Darby Allen. Whoa! Lance. All right,
1: Josh. Lance right. Archer. Lance
0: Archer. I was just about to say Ooh, this is a tough one. All right. Uh Pack. Brian Cage.
3: Oh. <laughs> 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 I like Brian Cage. Okay, Pack. Pack. Uh, Ricky, uh, Starks. Ooh, Ricky Starks like Black.
2: Oh, Ricky Starks.
3: Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Latino love.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we. would Is there anyone we should be talking about? We didn't on this whole year show. So Ray
3: Phoenix. Oh heck yes. Uh, yeah, Ray, yeah Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Pentagon.
3: Yeah, Luch Bros. Okay. Yeah, of course.
0: All right. Well, you know what? This has been very interesting. Uh, before we go into my last closing and we're going to talk about something a little serious, I want to know first of all, Clay, have you picked your topic for quarantine down the road?
5: Honestly, I would, I mean, I was thinking in my head a little bit and mm-hmm. I kind of agree with Rick. An Attitude Era show would be pretty cool to see. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. really grow up on that era, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I was younger during that time, but it would kind of be kind of cool to look back and kind of review what that was going on.
0: Damn you, Rick. All right. All right, right well, well
2: Clay, well, Clay, I got two words for you.
1: Rick <laughs> 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 Serrano, it doesn't <laughs> matter what words you have for him. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> oh, I hated that What? Thanks so much. All right, uh, Josh, have you picked your topic?
3: I have. I'm going to go with best stables of all time.
0: Oh, cool. yes. All right. I'm
3: going to have to go find us a, That'll stable, be a guys, fun one. to talk about, too.
0: All right. So, those are their picks. And I, because I'm yeah, in a good yeah. mood, I'm going to do something extremely rare and maybe even chancy here. Guys, I'm going to give you each the rare opportunity, Josh and Clay, to put one thing in our book this week one thing that just you hate or can't stand about the world of wrestling or whatever, maybe a person, place, or thing, or Rick Serrano. Um, feel free. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. And that's why I was like this. I was like, please help me. <laughs> All right. So we'll start off. I'm going to go the other way. Josh, what's the one thing you want to put in the book right now?
3: Oh, it's definitely going in the book. It's Rick's delusion towards edge. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you know, though, it will be reviewed and it might get pushed out, but yes. Um, oh, All I'm at work
3: sometimes, like, ripping up boxes because of this man, some of the comments he makes, and so disrespectful towards him. Okay.
5: <laughs> Ricks of delusion towards Edge. You just made the book. <laughs>
0: well, hey. One thing you want to throw in the book?
5: One thing, and I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but I'm just going to say it. AEW guys that uh, compare Sam Guevara to Eddie Guerrero, yeah,
0: fair
5: <laughs> enough. I hate it,
0: I hate fair it, I hate it. All right, all right. <laughs> and Rick, I'm going to be your guest. Mm-hmm. Rick, you're a guest. You get to throw one thing in this week. The point even where, where, even if it's we, oh,
4: where well, what are we putting? What was that oh. the one that Clay said? AEW guys comparing anybody oh, to Eddie okay. Guerrero.
0: Okay, so Elio, do the honors while Rick. All is right, AEW
4: up. guys comparing anyone to Eddie Guerrero, you just made the book.
0: All right, and Rick.
2: Well, I'm not gonna uh, put anything in the book, but I will put this in the trash, and that's Josh Sanders' t-shirt that he was gonna get for winning Fan of the Year. <laughs> well, there
3: you, you are, you are it. Let in the me book. Wear it. <laughs> I see well, a lot have. of people, man. I can represent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's coming your way.
3: All right. Well, that's well, what I
0: I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, Josh and Clay for coming on, guys. It was really fun having you guys on here. Hearing a you know, fan's perspective has, has been really enlightening for us. And I want to thank you guys. A
1: lot of fun. A lot of fun. Appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you yes, guys man. for
0: having us. A okay. lot of fun. And Rick, thank you again for joining us on Quarantine. It's always Absolutely. good to see your face. And uh, my co-hosts, guys, thank you for a great year. And we are going to do more in the coming year. Now, we're going to close it off with a little bit of something that we kind of danced around. And that was... Uh, A very tragic thing happened recently. And very recently, as we record this, was the death of Brody Lee, Uh, 41 years old. They're saying he died of pneumonia. Um, Who knows? Like, you know, nobody really knows till bodies are looked at in the end anyways. But uh, it doesn't really matter what he died of. It's a very tragic thing that a guy so young and so well loved, I could not believe the amount of people posting things about him, including Vince McMahon, who doesn't even like to admit when a wrestler leaves him that he exists anymore, unless he's retired, went out of his way to, to put a great tribute to that. We find this, this was an extremely sad and out of the, out of the blue, you know, 2020 has been such a hard year and uh, we've lost a lot of great veterans this year. Um, And this was very shocking when a person, you know, in the same age category as a lot of us here uh, just out of nowhere, and uh who knows how it's going and i don't know andy you sent that thing i don't know if that's real i haven't been able to find any other confirmation from any other sites yet about the thing that was posted for me but uh if that goes on we'll mention that down the road okay i always just like to make sure it's confirmed by at least two more sources are you talking but, about the, the uh, sun
1: thing the the yes post? yeah oh that yeah. was that was i mean that's i've seen several places yeah, yeah, that happened. Oh, no, but I haven't yeah. seen
0: it in big credible sites yet. That's my thing, is I've seen it in, like, internet sites. I'm talking about, like, like big sites that uh, report news, like PWI or stuff like that. I haven't said anything like that. So as soon as that comes up, I will talk about it. Just, I've, I've been burnt in the past.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the amount of, but for the amount of times I've seen it show up already, and then for it to resurface mm-hmm. recently, I, yeah. and the, yeah. the sites that I use, I have no doubt that.
0: Okay. But
2: you I know can why? tell you, TJ, mm-hmm. I, I have a valuable source that, that's, Confirmed. That definitely happened. That happened on the taping
0: for sure. Okay, well
3: Andy, after the taping, yeah. Then tell oh, us. about t- uh Brody Lee Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read
1: that too, yeah. Okay, yeah. well read it out, Andy. Well I don't have it handy with me, but oh. basically uh after they did the taping for the holiday bash, which was from when we're ta- when we're doing this episode now, uh this past uh Wednesday's episode, afterwards they did a little you know a little angle mm-hmm. i i would i would make this similar to when they would do a lot of the stuff with wwe like after monday night raw when you know they'd have a bunch of guys do something for kicks and giggles to send the folks yeah. home happy uh so i guess with this one here they let me see if i can make sure i have all the players uh what have they had uh the young bucks come in and join Joined Kenny Omega. Uh, The Dark Order came in. There was a big schmoz, and somehow out of this, there was a title match set on the spot between uh, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and eight year old Brody Lee Jr., the son of Brody Lee. And in that match, uh, Brody Lee Jr. was somehow able to get the back of Kenny Omega. Uh, I guess, I don't know if it was a rear naked choke or whatever, but somehow forced him to tap out. So your official unrecognized AEW world champion for that moment was eight year old Brody Lee Jr.
0: That's, that's such an amazing thing, you know, for, yeah uh, on so many levels to see. So
1: yeah.
0: uh, good on AEW for doing that. Good on for uh, Kenny Omega and, uh, A sad thing to talk about sad thing to talk about yeah i
1: just uh, i just want to say real quick because the one thing i noticed is 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 i wonder if this you know because obviously they were saying like very few people knew how Mm. sick Brody lee was so was this something that was done knowing the the gravity of the situation or was this just done as like a christmas fun thing for the sun Mm. that yeah turned into something more, more given the situation, so maybe that will come out. Maybe it won't, but uh, oof. Either way,
0: yeah. Well, you know what? A very tragic thing, very tragic end to this year. Let's let's hope this next year is filled with a little bit more happier things to talk about than this, uh, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody here, and uh, we look forward to seeing everyone next week on Quarantine. Who knows what we're going to tackle, but it should be a good discussion. Uh, Elio, say good night to the good people.
6: And we'll talk to you all next week.